0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Forecast, your weekly disc golf podcast. I am your host, Chris Kaur. Today we're going to be talking about the MVP Open, the MPO and FPO winners. We'll also be going over our topic of the week, which is going to be an athlete's killer instinct and what that means in disc golf. So starting off, we are going to be talking about the FPO to begin with. Um, FPO winner is going to be Natalie Ryan taking it home this week. In a playoff against Kristen Tatar, Kristen was on a huge winning streak. I mean, absolutely huge. She has won just about every single tournament she's played in. the last six out of the last seven tournaments, she's really won. Um, this one, I going into it, I had very little doubt that she was going to not win. Um, I think everybody in disc golf had Kristen winning. If you didn't have Kristen at the top of your list for winning... I don't know what season you've been watching. Kristen has been the dominating FPO player week in and week out. If she's not in first, she's coming in second. And she just loses it at the very end. She's coming in to the uh, on the playoff hole, Um, goes in for the putt, misses the putt, and Natalie does take it home. It was, I believe it was just outside of circle one, just on the um, inner edge of circle two. But it was a lengthy putt. It, it wasn't like she... I wouldn't say Kristen choked at all. It was a, a deeper putt. It is a putt that you would like to see her make. Um, I think especially in a playoff situation, it's it's super important for her to be able to make um, those type of putts, but um, she, she didn't come up for it itself. Um, Natalie Ryan, though, I mean, it's sparked so much controversy, obviously, every time. Um, Natalie Ryan does perform well. Um, the topic of the week this week is not going to be talking about Natalie Ryan and her place in disc golf and things like that um i will I will be talking about that an, on another episode, but this episode um I did want to talk about some other things too as well um but Natalie ryan she's come and gone throughout the season she you know she's been around um she's competed there has been tournaments where she's just kind of been non-existent there's tournaments where she's kind of given it her all her all um and come in the top five or so, but um I don't think I expected this whatsoever I don't I didn't see very many people really pick her to win whatsoever at all Um, I think more so people were expecting Paige Pierce to possibly come out um, although we are going to talk about Paige a little bit later and kind of her drive and her effort she's putting into the game I think people expected somebody like Owen Scoggins to come out and possibly win in although I talk about Owen being like Maddie where you just never know if they're actually going to win something. Um, but Natalie Ryan, I think, was a big shock. I think it was um definitely uh one of the biggest upsets of the season. I'm trying, I was trying to think of a bigger upset of this season. And taking down Kirsten, I think, in any sense, is a huge upset, especially when you have not played as incredible of a season as Kirsten has. I think that that's definitely going to be a big flip there um, in the end. In the FPO division there. We do have some other noticeable finishes. Uh, Paige Pierce coming in third. One stroke off the leader. I mean, it was a definitely a good performance by Paige. It was nice, especially with the comments she made. And we'll, we'll get to the comments here in a few minutes. Um, but those comments she made made a flurry that I had seen on Twitter. Just kind of going back and forth. But coming in third, kind of shutting everybody up. Not... Didn't win it, but did show that hey, she still has it. She competed. She only dropped off by one stroke going in. Uh, speaking of dropping off, it's <laughs> Katrina Allen who really leading up into this year has been Page and Cat. Page and Cat that has been the the bird and Johnson of disc golf and she just has not performed this year coming in at 13th uh, missy gannon at 15th the second half queen um not performing very well too as well <clears throat> and the big one for me is valerie mandujano so she finished uh going in out of the top 10 val mandujano Started off the season extremely strong. Um, Alexis has not as much. Alexis Mandujano has not kind of kept up with her sister. But Val had a really hot start to the season and then just kind of tapered off. And there was a time where she was completely dominant. There was shots that she was throwing, these lines that she was hitting, where there was a point for me where I thought that she could run away with the Pro Tour Championship. I think I had full confidence that we were going to see Val Mandujano make a run at Worlds, make a run for USDGC, um, like Throw Pink, um, but truly just dropped off. And I want to compare it to Chris Humphreys, who had his hot start, but obviously that's a little bit different of a comparison. Chris Humphreys came in first and fourth and then just kind of disappeared and it's not even going to make the Pro Tour Championship. But Val Mandujano... The dominance is there, and she is definitely a very young player. She has a lot of room to grow. I just think that it was one of the the bigger letdowns of the season is Val Mandujano. I think that I truly had a lot of faith that she was going to go in and dominate this season, but just hasn't been there. Um, Same with Katrina Allen, and now Missy too as well. I mean, obviously Missy's had some good finishes, but it's just so streaky. There's really not... Any other FPO player that I can point out and say uh, she's the mo- she's the second most consistent FPO player because there isn't this season. If you watch Foundations. Uh, Foundation Disc Golf's podcast, too, as well. Um, They talk about having Kristen at the one and two power rankings, which uh, first time I heard him say it, I thought was kind of funny. But then when you really look at it, it's true. There just hasn't been anybody consistently performing all season to give that spot to. Uh, So definitely very interesting on that end. Uh, But Kristen Tatar is going to be falling to Natalie Ryan, and that is the FPO. All right, so we're going to be jumping now on to MPO. Simon Lazat taking it home. Another victory for Simon Lazat. I mean, he's had such a good season. There's been weeks, obviously, where Simon hasn't performed. We've seen Simon kind of collapse to an extent. Maybe not a huge collapse, but he's definitely had some bad weeks. But in a long season, that's really what you're going to expect to happen. But Simon pulling out another win. And he pulled out a win from a ch- the chase card. So a chase card win. It's been a while since we've seen a chase card win. And it created a little bit of suspense. So going into the last few holes, you have Simon, Paul Macbeth, uh, Corey Ellis, Gannon, Bo- Gannon Burr, and Carl uh, Carlsland also going at it too as well. It was really anybody's game at that point. I think from hole 13 all the way down to 18 for all of these cards, I had no idea who was going to take it home. Paul was the first one. That I kind of ruled out. He finished a little bit earlier than them all. And at that point, I was like, okay, Paul's done. But Paul definitely gave it another great run. I mean, Paul Macbeth just it's just a great season too. For people saying that Paul is washed up. Week in and week out, he has just shut everybody up. So just a phenomenal season uh for Paul Macbeth. But he finished off a little bit early, MVP open. I was like, okay, well, Paul. Was in the lead. That's not going to stick. Gannon started to struggle towards the end. We saw Gannon get a little bit shaky. You could see the frustration setting in. I still think it's a very young player um, attitude and mindset. I think that he has so much talent. I just think that he's just quite not. He's just not quite there yet. Um, he's definitely going to be getting a lot better as time goes on. But you could see it get to him. I could definitely saw it um, really get to him down towards the wire as well. And then you have Corey Ellis, um, who really was the one battling it off at the end. Um, You have Simon just sitting there. It's just his home course. He has all the fans there. It felt like we are at a Simon Lazotte game. And just sitting there and having to watch in this playoff, the card slowly creep in, knowing that The playoff might begin. You have to be ready for the playoff, but you also are hoping that you win. There's a lot of emotion going into it. If you're on the card with him, you're battling it off. You are going back and forth, kind of just going at it. But for this type of ending where you're already done and you're watching this final card come in, and you just can't really do anything. You've already done what you could. You can't analyze the shots. You can't do what Kristen and Natalie Ryan did where they're analyzing each shot. Okay, she took this risk. I'm going to have to do this. She made this stroke. Uh, so I'm going to have to get this on this hole. It was not like that for Simon. Simon just had to play the best he could and hope that they weren't able to chase him. And then it was truly the choke at the end. It was throwing out of bounds. I mean, you hit the tarp and just dropped out. And that right there ended it he still had the chance and I don't think I've seen anybody talk about how Kristen's shot was almost the same shot that Alice had to make uh to push that playoff um well Kristen was in the playoff it would have pushed it even further and both of them missed it I think that Alice's was a little bit more difficult in the sense that he just threw out of bounds and now he's expected to come over and make this this putt which is a lot a lot of pressure you know you just throw out of bounds the pressure is on it itself if he just gets around that corner and drops it at the bottom of the basket no problem it's just a simple walk away for him and I think that was the big stressful part for Simon is knowing that if he sees this disc come around the corner and it's parked um that's that's the round but that was not the case was not able to finish it out there um other noticeable things that did happen is that Ricky Wysocki did finish in MPO as the top points leader in the Dissolve Pro Tour. And this is where I'm torn. I'm really torn. I had made an episode a few weeks ago where I talked about whoever finishes top in point should be player of the year. And, you know... I, I, I want to stand by what I had said. I definitely do. I think that it makes sense that you have the most points, so you had the best season, so you should be player of the year. But I also think whoever... Simon Lazat. that's all I'm going to say. Simon Lazat is the one person that I think would be the person who could take over Ricky. If anybody else was over Ricky, even Macbeth, who I've talked about having a great season, who I've talked about Macbeth really just playing great disc golf and has kind of shut everybody up. I don't think Macbeth is player of the year. I think it either is Wysocki finishing top in points, which is a great feat in itself, or it is Simon Lazat, who's, I think played the second best season out of anybody um, this year. I hope that they give it to Ricky. I do hope that they start making it total points i hope that they start kind of changing points a bit like i don't agree that usdgc does not give out any points the fact that points are done even though there's two events left there's still a pro tour championship but the usdgc should have points i think it would have a lot more writing on it i think that if you have those points there people are going to be pushing a lot harder during that tournament uh but not having that i think is a huge letdown i don't think that i necessarily agree with what they're doing and why they're not putting points there itself there is one more noticeable finish I do want to talk about, and that's Paul Ulibarri. Paul Uliberry finished 15th. Paul Uliberry barely made these last few tournaments, barely made playoffs. I mean, Paul Ulibarri is one of my favorite disc golfers there are. I'll, I'll fully throw that out. Um, Love him on Jomez. I, I love kind of his story of recovery after tearing his ACL. And the fact that Yuli was able to come out coming 15th after a really shaky season and you just don't know how much yuli has to play um definitely battling with those injuries definitely getting up there in age you just don't know when the road will end for paul yula but it might be coming up soon but it was really nice to see him perform that well uh definitely Enjoy watching Yuli do well, and definitely had a lot of fun watching this tournament. The last few, the last round was incredible. MVP always provides, so a big congrats to Simon Lazat on barely pulling this one out, but really excited for the next few tournaments, but we're going to be jumping over to our topic of the week. All right, so on today's topic of the week, we are going to be talking about Paige Pierce. Uh, We're going to talk about the athlete's killer instinct. So really for some context, so going into the press conference, going into the MVP Open, Paige Pierce was saying that she's been lacking that killer instinct. She's been lacking that drive for competition. Her mental health has really kind of taken a toll on how much she enjoys playing and that she's happy she doesn't have that killer instinct. She's happy that it's kind of dissipated and that she's able to just play disc golf and enjoy it. But it's also why she hasn't come out and performed. And it's had a lot of – a lot of people had a lot to say um, throughout Twitter and Instagram and different things that I had seen and – I'm here to kind of talk about it too as well, because it's not just a Paige Pierce thing. It's not just Paige Pierce coming out and saying these things. Uh, we saw Simone Biles at the Olympics come out and say, um, you know, like not even compete because it was too much on her mental health. She didn't feel like she was ready to go. Um, we had the tennis player Osaka come out and also say that, you know, she couldn't play because of her mental health too. So it's, it's not just a Paige Pierce thing. So I'm going to be kind of going. I'm going to be kind of going in a little bit on this, but it's not me just attacking Paige Pierce. It's me attacking that athlete mentality because I personally uh, do not agree with it. So for me, when you go out and compete as an athlete, you know, you – Got to go out there and give it your all. You are a paid professional. You are out there for your job making this money. There are people that you could go to a basketball court. Go to a basketball court at a park. Go to a baseball field where a high schooler is getting ready to go to college. Go to a disc golf course where there is the low-end MPO players playing disc golf. You ask any of them, if I give you this sum of money, enough sum of money to make this your full-time touring job, would you take it? They would all say yes. And I guarantee you, the vast majority of them would keep that killer instinct, would keep that competitive heart, and give it their all. I find it very disheartening when pro athletes, they get paid all this money from ads. They get paid millions of dollars. We have Simone Biles who makes, I can't even imagine how much she makes, all this money, and then when it comes down to it, they say, well, it's my mental health. I'm not going to compete. And I get it. The mental health aspect is... Very understandable. I think every athlete understands this. I mean, everybody that's played sports, whether it be in high school, whether it be in college, whatever level of professional sport you've played or just recreational sport, even people that go out and play on the weekends, it gets to you. You know, If you, don't, you didn't play well one day, it gets you. You go home and you're not feeling the best. It feels like, oh, well, I didn't have as much fun because I didn't play well. And I get that feeling. Everybody gets that feeling. But the difference between me getting that feeling and the difference between somebody like Paige Pierce or Simone, Simone Biles getting that feeling is I don't get paid millions of dollars. I don't get paid thousands of dollars to go out there and play a game. You know, we have people that have to go sit and do work all day and they would love to be out doing something um like a sport, like training, like working on their body, like working, like working out, like working on shots, being outside all the time. And to say that you're not giving it your all is tough for me to hear. It, it's it's upsetting to me just knowing how many athletes would want to be in that spot. How many people would love to be in a spot where they could go out and play a game for their living and just go out and enjoy playing a sport. I mean, that's really what it is, is going out, enjoying a sport, playing the sport. But I don't want it to sound like I don't want Paige Pierce to have fun. I want Paige Pierce to go out there and be Paige Pierce. I want her to go out there and have that killer instinct. I want her to go out and want to win. It's not a good look when all of a sudden you're losing to Kristen every week and you say, you know what, I'm just not I'm just not there like I used to be. This is the time to be there more than ever. You have competition that you've never seen before. You have people looking at you as if you are not the same player that you used to be. You need that killer instinct. You need to come out and be the face of disc golf. Right now, disc golf is not in a place where we can have our top athletes come out and say, you know what? I'm just not giving it my all. You know what? I don't have that drive for competition. Disc golf is in a really tough spot. We are growing tremendously. We we're on ESPN. We're having more and more money into our tournaments. But there's still so many people that look at disc golf as the recreational go out and smoke on the course and not have this competition. And that's great. I think that it should be this recreational sport to an extent. But on the pro level, we have to distinctly separate this is a professional league. This is like the MLB. This is like the NFL. This is like the NBA. Our athletes are hit or win. Our athletes are going to give it their all. And when your top woman athlete of all time comes out and says that she just doesn't have that instinct and she's happy she doesn't have that instinct, it's disheartening. Imagine Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or somebody even like Barry Bonds coming out, just saying they don't have that drive anymore. They don't have that same want and desire. I can't imagine Kobe Bryant coming out and saying that. You know, if you have a bad day, I get it. It sucks. It hurts when you're not going out and you're not give, and you give it your all. He you didn't have a good round, but you're still getting paid to go out there and do something that you love to do. You're still getting paid to go out there as your full-time job to go out and play this game that you love, that a lot of other people will love, and a lot of other people wish that they could go out there and make it their career too as well. So I, I definitely do not agree with that. It is good that Killer Instinct is gone. I think that that Killer Instinct should always be there in a professional athlete's head. I definitely hope that Paige sees how it kind of could come off. And it's not even that I'm upset with Paige. Um, it's just that disc golf is not in a place where our top athletes can be saying things like that because it just looks bad on our sport. I will say, Paige did shut me up. So everything I just said these last six minutes, uh, she shut me up because she came in third place. And for her to come out an MVP open and say, you know what, my killer instinct isn't there. I'm just not p- trying the same. But coming third after coming in like what, 16th and 17th a few weeks ago too as well, uh, she... She shut up a lot of people because a lot of people were upset with those comments, but for her to come out and to perform at a top three great is huge, definitely huge, definitely quiets a lot of people i don't i i mean she was within one stroke, so well, the same argument is well, if she had that killer instinct which she had gotten that one stroke over and won um but definitely hoping that we see more competitive edge uh, more than anything. What I can say about this is that it is playoffs. If she said this at Las Vegas, if she said this um, months ago, it would have been different. But she said it in playoffs. She said it at one of the biggest tournaments of the year. And I just, I just don't agree with our athletes kind of saying that type of thing going into big performances like this. But yeah, that does wrap up my very louder topic of the week this week. All right, so that does end this week's forecast. I appreciate everybody for listening in. Uh, We'll be back next week talking about more disc golf, uh, different topics of the week too. We'll see what I throw out. There's a few options I have. Obviously, everybody's thinking about Natalie Ryan. I'm I'm still thinking about um, are the playoffs even fair? So a lot of different topics that can be talked about that we'll be talking about over the next few weeks. Uh, But yeah, thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next week.